Hello and welcome to episode 284 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Alex Jones. Unfortunate circumstances to be doing this in today. It is Friday evening, 7.33. Uh, I'm full of three boxes of Papa John's. Uh, it's seemingly about 100 degrees in my room at the moment. And it's still not as hot as the fiery pits of hell that Sun Min, Paul Tierney, and whoever else has any kind of association to Tottenham Hotspur will be finding <laughs> themselves in after last night. This is a impromptu North London derby reaction pod. Uh, I've just allowed Alex back into the group chat after a 16-hour break, I believe it is. I uh, serve my time. I serve my time. No, I'm not sure you have, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> you asked to be let back in. I'm, I'm not an unkind person. I've uh, <laughs> let you back in. Depending on what your first message was, was whether you were going to be uh, get a timeout again. You know what you see in, in films where... Uh... Do you watch Black Mirror? Yeah. yeah you, know the, you, know the, you know the Christmas episode where um, the woman is in almost like the mini machine and she just has to do like the basic chores for her... Yeah bigger version of the person yes. and after being there for like a week in this little thing with just the lights out he flicks it back on and she curses him out and he says right you're going back now for another two weeks depending on what your message was was whether we were going to have to do that again <laughs> but, God, but the outcome of that was that she had to spend like a year or so or more so uh, let's hope yeah, uh, it doesn't come to that <laughs> also, the the other person in that scenario, where uh, what was involved in the, the murder of some young lad, and was in the background of some six year old girl being killed out in the woods. So, not a particular story I want either of us to be associated with. So, <laughs> the analogy will end there. <laughs> Can confirm here, zero notes. It just so happens as you wrote in our chat i for some bizarre reason put myself through the highlights of last night um and said look i could record something right now you unsurprisingly jumped at the chance to do so and here we are yeah it's good to do it fresh and we got some more games at the weekend so it's, uh... well we unfortunately aren't at the weekend we no, have you're to, after to sit and watch Whatever Tottenham do on Sunday, and I'm I'm sure I know what you're going to say, um, but I think the energy surround well Burnley could get something from Tottenham is being sold as like it's more of a fifty fifty than an eighty twenty. Um, I I think um, in all honesty, I think the way this will pan out is that we will win our last two games. I, I think you'll do the job. I, I remember, I can't remember what season it was, but it went down to like the final game of the season. Something tells me as well, I feel like you were playing Newcastle final game of the season. Yeah. And the Marlin was still at you. Uh, and I just Kishelny, remember the... Image, yeah, I just remember the image of him celebrating and that secured, secured your top four. I think it's just going to be a similar sort of play out to that, to be honest. He had this weird phase. He did it in the FA Cup final where he would score important goals, but he would get crocked in the process. And so you'd have this massive goal and the poor bloke just would not be able to celebrate because he's just taken about eight studs down his leg or his thigh or something, his chest yeah. or whatever. And so he'd just be in a heap while people are celebrating around him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't I wouldn't mind like, having Koscielny for Monday night. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, well, is Gabriel? Um, is Gabriel been much more done, news on him yet? The season. You're kidding me. I didn't no. think it was that bad. He's he's done his hammy. <sighs> I do, oh, God. We'll, go, I just, we'll, we'll we'll get into that a bit a, a bit later. This isn't going to be yeah. a, a two hour or so pod. Um, yeah. If we go through the game as it happens, so there was Arteta did his press conference on Wednesday, and alluded to the fact that, look, it's touch and go on Ben White, Saka is touch and go on him as well. 
and Arsenal fans included, I think most people put that down to be in mind games and look, Ben White was going to be starting, Saka was going to be starting and Arsenal were going to go with what they had. There was going to be no fresh injuries. He kept them out of the trading pictures again, perhaps uh, wishful thinking assumed just the best case scenario. I saw the news that Ben White was in the squad and kind of didn't even think to check the lineup because I thought, there's only so much we can change with the size of our squad. This isn't a sub story moment, but there's only so many lineups we can put out. The discussion is essentially who's going to be dropped out of Cedric and Tavares and was it going to be Rob Holding or Ben White? Yeah. Ben White, from what we now know, um, was almost kind of lucky to be on the bench rather than it being a, okay, we're just going to keep the same team as we had when we beat Leeds a week before. Spurs, the big news, I guess, out of the two teams is uh, Romero was injured. I, I don't recall him going down in no. the game at the weekend, so it must have been something picked up in training. Yeah, that did spook me, that did. And he's probably the one centre-back which I didn't want to have missing. Yeah, I saw a stat pre-game and it was like five out of seven, five out of the last seven games uh, that Sanchez had played, Spurs had lost. And then that did go a bit when I saw the last game was like Wolves in February. And I thought, okay, um, I remember that period. I'm not sure that was just solely on Davinson Sanchez. Yeah. Um, so the game the game starts the atmosphere was electric as you would imagine i think dyer spoke in the week saying it's going to be the best atmosphere this stadium's ever seen uh i i don't think i've been as nervous before a game i'm going to say ever because i i i have memories of the champions league final but not to the same extent where i'm remembering like the week build-up with this i mean sky did their job in terms of literally selling it as like a cup final but the worst thing about that is you knew there was going to be something else after like it wasn't definitive in that sense so i don't think i think that added to it and just the fact that it was a north london derby at such a crunching time of the season yeah yeah for sure it's definitely the best atmosphere I've ever seen at that stadium. And it does make you wonder, like, obviously you're not expecting, you know, 100% of that every time you play, but if that's it's what not that like stadium, the seller, is it? No, it's not. And, but if that's what the stadium is 100% capable of, you know, Dortmund managed to, that, that Dortmund stadium is rocking yeah. every week. You know, it's even if you get what, 80% of that, 90% yeah. of that. I mean, uh, it does I have, massive things. I have said previously, because I've seen a lot of big teams um, criticised for their atmospheres in particular games, and I do think it does... Part of the onus is on the other team to make it a game worth having an atmosphere for, and the product on the pitch does need to do that. So, like, I mean, say Arsenal go 2-0 up in the first 10 minutes. That atmosphere isn't going to be the same for the remaining 70. Like, the yeah. situation in the game dictates what the atmosphere is going to be like. Yeah, for sure. Um, Some of the build-up to the game now, I don't know how Arsenal would have done it because I guess we, we did, we'll never know what we'll of that situation. It's quite a bizarre situation. Conte, the amount he was bringing up the... the cancelled fixture i don't know if you saw the kind of promo that the spurs twitter account put out no like, I, I didn't we so were this ready went under in my january yeah this went under my radar a little bit to be honest i was surprised that they were going with this angle i mean i can accept a little bit of banter over it but to to carry that flag as heavily as apparently they did before did the match clips from pre-game no, uh, so, no uh, bits of it, but it was uh, we weren't uh, didn't have the sound on. No, no, this wasn't on. on the Sky coverage. So, um, oh no, no, there was a clip that was put out by one of the Arsenal journalists, and it was Ramsdale and Ben White walking around the pitch pre-game. Um, right. And there's hardly anyone in the stands at this point, and Ramsdale's cracking up at whatever's being said, and you see this big fat bold bloke, 
and he's kind of marching towards the tunnel as they're walking down and he's chanting every gunner is a runner every gunner is a runner and i saw flags with this and it was quite cringy anyway conte was really really bringing this forward and I mean, as i said no team cancelled more games than Spurs, so I'm not really sure where this sense of entitlement comes from. But there we go. <laughs> Is that statistically true? I think we did it previously. And when uh, Arsenal no, called a game off, then that was the end of it, essentially, wasn't it? They, they literally said, look, we're not having this anymore. <laughs> I, um, people do forget that we did have a few injuries ourselves during but, when well, that last fixture was meant to be played. Yeah, but... No, like, I don't mean that as a, I, I don't mean that as a criticism towards Arsenal. I mean that as like a, people forget that as much as it was a favour for Arsenal, in some ways, because wasn't yeah. Sun out? I'm pretty sure Sun, Sun was, was out. out. Kane hadn't yeah. scored in God knows how long. Yeah, so like, it rather... wasn't one where we should have been quaking in our boots like shit. We don't want to play them the form they're in. Yeah, definitely. I think that when you take it on that merit, with when the game was played, what was what was uh, marketed as being at stake and the players we had available with the form that they were in, it definitely worked in our favour for the match to be postponed. So yeah, Conte after the game, uh, and we'll get on to the kind of post-match stuff, but Arteta says something and Conte says, uh, look, he says he doesn't lie what happened in January. When... The main issue with when we got the game called off in January was actually that we didn't put it all on COVID and that was what really rubbed people up the wrong way because I believe in one of the press conferences he referenced that we had players that had gone to the African Cup of Nations. We referenced the Xhaka suspension that happened in the game before and obviously we sent players out on loan that week. It wasn't one where Arsenal were hoodwinking people and saying look, we've got eight players with COVID, we can't play the game. The issue, in fact, was that they were a bit more honest than perhaps they should have been. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Conte uh, in a little bit. So, the game starts. I was slightly surprised. I don't know about you. It, The first 10 minutes looked like Arsenal were the team that needed to win. Yeah, that first 10 minutes was horrible. Like really horrible. Like you spoke, you spoke about the atmosphere changing. If the, the the atmosphere definitely would have changed if the it went to twenty minutes like that. It was weird because um, I understand when you look at our backline as it is, and it, I mean it's going to be even worse next week. But when you look at Cedric at right back, Tommy Asu's having to play on the wrong side of defence because we can't trust Nuno Tavares. Um, Rob Holdings at centre back who isn't going to be a starting centre-back. Wouldn't want him to be a starting centre-back for any side in the top eight, unless you're in a back three where he, he does seem to flourish in there. Um, and Gabriel, who, look, no issues with him. Maybe the idea is, look, we have to take it to you because we can't sit back in the whole time. I was a bit surprised we didn't go for a five. I guess Ben White's injury maybe explains why, but pushing up that high felt like this is asking for disaster. And there was the one where Kuliszewski nicks in within that first 10 minutes. He goes shoulder to shoulder with Gabriel. Um, but the danger was clearly there. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I was surprised you went for the press. Um, and I was a bit 50-50 on it because we haven't dealt with... We've had a lot of defeats that have come from not being able to deal with the press very well. Um, like where that confidence and composure, where you're making quick successive passes in and around the back when you're under pressure, we haven't managed to achieve that in a number of matches this season. So in that in this match in particular, to watch your team go through that press and juggle it around the back in a not the most effective way, it was a hard watch. But we said going into this match, there is a way that you need to set up against us. And we definitely I was, do that. Yeah, and you just, yeah. I, I understand that all right, you, you don't really want to rely on your back line with who you had too much. Um, but 
on the same side. I mean, your back line, some of the teams that have done this against us and pull us off, I mean, your back line isn't, isn't terrible compared to theirs at all. So it just, I understand, you know, maybe coming at us hard in the opening 20 minutes just to see if you can rattle us, get a quick one and get us on the back foot so we're chasing. I can understand that, but still, I think it was, there was, it was right in front of you to see how you needed to set up. So it was a bit of Liverpool trying to play that way of football a week prior. Yeah. And they're better at it than we are. I mean, something something could be said about look, the players, your your players are going to be pumped up for this. And if they the stadium being the atmosphere that it was, the kind of match that it was in terms of what was on the line, to get your team to set up in a way that they sit back and let that atmosphere and that pressure which we would have piled on top of get on top of them that's quite a negative approach to it I think if you had managed to pull it off in the opening 10 20 minutes that would have been like an uppercut to the jaw for us it would have caused panic it would have caused uh just for a potential change of atmosphere around the stadium so I can understand it it was a gamble it, it was a big gamble it just it just didn't play out as I'm sure we'll move on to yeah, I think in terms of the atmosphere, I don't know how much that affected our team. I, I don't want to beat the drum of the young team because it's being said by just about everyone that talks about Arsenal. I thought we looked like we were playing into the atmosphere a bit too much. After that Gabriel Kulishevsky one that I referenced, it kind of flared up there. And some of these players i love them like gabriel you can definitely get him fired up and sometimes that's not the best thing jacca uh i was surprised it took him that long to get, to get a yellow card. yeah um, there were a number of players but on the same side i imagine you can do the same to hoiberg etc um hoiberg's got to be fair to hoiberg he is he, he has got a bit of composure to be fair like he doesn't he doesn't he can I don't know, he's a player you expect to do it, but he rarely oversteps the mark with it. He just I, he does he does a job to break up the play and upset players well, but he doesn't overstep the mark often. I can't think of the last time I saw him get a you know a, a, a silly yellow card that wasn't. I'm, like I'm never going to rate the guy. I, I think he's a perfectly serviceable player in Antonio Conte team where you literally pack the middle of the park so much that the quality is almost inferior to the numbers you have in there and if I've worded that poorly the numbers that you have in there I do think can somewhat hide the level of talent that you have because one of the criticisms of uh, Benton Kerr when he was at Juventus was that in key areas of the game he's given the ball away too much he's a bit sloppy in possession when you packed out the middle in the way they are it just doesn't stand out so much and I uh, it's a, it's a disrespectful comparison, but it's the only one I have in my head. Like I was going to say, I think Danny Drinkwater could do a job in the Spurs midfield just with the way it's set up. And I think Spurs approach the game on the basis of once they realised how we were going to play, and I think Conte probably had quite a good idea, it was, okay, well we don't really need to come to them. They're going to come to us and the chances are going to get to us eventually, which mm. obviously they did. Yeah. Yeah. Tacti- I don't. Yeah. Go, go, yeah. Go on, go on. Tactically, the way we've set up is it seems El Nenny was almost sitting on Harry Kane in the way that you would see. Maybe it's a lazy comparison. Someone like uh, Park Ji Sung do in a Champions League game for United and yeah, we've yeah, seen other managers do it over the years where you just... Yeah, gave him no room. No, because I think the plan was we're more than happy to push Harry Kane out wide and we'll accept the level of influence he has from there. We're not going to let him drop into the middle of the pitch and do it from that point. And I thought El Nenny did that job quite well until he didn't. Rob Holding, I don't know from your perspective whether you think he was asked by Arteta and the game plan was you are going to be touch tight to Sun. You're going to get in on him early and you're not going to let him kind of get on the, get on the spin with the ball. Or it was the holding just could not deal with the atmosphere, lost his head early and just never recovered it. 
I I think there was, I, I think there must have been an an instruction in a similar way that. And, I hope and, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think there was because I don't I, I understand he's got a mistake in him like that, but as much as it was being bigged up in like so before the sending off, the few little interactions that he had with Son before that, I mean, it was out of character the way he played yesterday. He, yeah, uh, the the few little interactions that he had with him, like where they said it was like he did a judo move, where some he like threw Sen over the top. I mean, we'll talk about that had, in just a second. Blimey. Yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't like like he, he, the way he did it, it, like it was acting like he was like lashing out. It didn't really seem that it was just like, well, I've just got to rile this guy up. If anything, Sun's the guy who's going to get riled up. Sun should and have been sent off in that moment. No, he shouldn't have. No, nah, if we're talking elbows, does Sun no, not spin, it, does Sun not spin an elbow, elbow around on him there? Uh, no, he didn't. No, that no, wasn't it. Answer me this: If Holding no, makes a meal of that, if Holding makes a meal of that, Var has Var has a question to ask. No, no, it doesn't at all. You it don't doesn't. think the way I, slow motion you is? Can't, you can't possibly compare that elbow to what Rob Holding eventually. Which did. one has more intent in it? Rob Holding's. Easily, your son turns around and he spins with the elbow. No, son's there's so much contact in son, it. Son's just trying to get out of the get out of the grapple that he's in. He's already he's, he's just, already out at that point. No, he's not. He's not. He's just he's get he he's just moving fast. I think the camera angle which shows it is a bit damning. I he doesn't even really. Well, well they barely showed it uh, as the coverage was all night. Nah. Uh, Honestly, it, if that's slowed down by VAR, I, I, know, I know what you're trying to say, and I can see the angle, I can see your point of view, but I, I don't think there's anything there really. I think it was the referee was lo- already looking straight at them. He had a, yeah, the referee, well, that was part of the issue all game. Well, no, let's come on. Like the referee had a clear view of that, and if he, if there was, if it was serious, and if there was an actual, actual movement in there which was aggressive and an attempted elbow, the referee had like clear, clear view of it. He knows that Sun's got like a little bit of a fiery nature like that. He doesn't have that reputation though, which is the most bizarre thing in football. Yeah, we joke about it, but I think he has got a reputation of being a fight. Did you not hear Gary Neville on commentary yesterday when he gets subbed off? And he's having a little bit of a moment and he says, oh, see, that's not like him. He's not even the type to usually react. You can't even get a reaction out of him. I thought, what the hell are you talking about? This bloke is a top three bastard in the history of the Premier League. No, no, he's not. He didn't say that. He was saying that he, when he did the interview early in the week, some was saying... His first comment, he says, is you usually struggle to get a reaction out of him. And he's showing it now. I I don't remember that. If you can find me a clip that proves he says that, I'll I'll listen to it. But I don't remember the the little hair that I do have out when he said it. (laughs) No, I don't, I don't remember. All I remember him saying was blagging on about like how Sun didn't say he was thinking about the golden boot, but evidently he was. Um, and, well, I'm going to yeah. talk to him and Martin Tyler because <laughs> two disgraceful individuals. Yeah. If if Rob Holding falls back there, holding his face, the game has to be stopped right then because it's a head injury. If you look at that on VAR, there is no way he escapes. There is no way. No, I, I really think you're trying to force something that really wasn't there. I think... I think the ref. I think if you look at it from a few other angles, he doesn't even touch him. He does touch him. He's just no. lucky that he's just lucky that holding is a more honest individual. I've, I've seen one kink camera angle, which you did. I think you shared. I think I saw it via you, and I shared it several times. It was like one angle from where Sun's on side up over his shoulder, and he turns with it because nah. compare it to this. Okay, whether because I don't think it hurt him. I'm not making that argument. Uh, my argument is that one side played the game better than the other. If you look at when two players go head to head and one makes the move, there has to be no pain inflicted. There has to be no force behind it. The person who moves their head in that instant gets sent off every time. Even more so since VAR has come in. And I can point you to an example with Nicolas Pepe against Leeds. Uh, no, I know I know what you're trying to get out of me, and it's just I, I think if you look at it from a few other angles, there's there's nothing. This there. isn't just me saying this. If you look it up, you'll see a, a wider context of people 
Yeah, that's always going to be the case when there's been a, like another elbow incident between the same two players later, like in the other game. They're always going to be looking for comparisons and stuff like that. But I, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you, there's anything to look at there. I don't. I think if you can find, you can, if you can find me a camera angle of where it's sort of like parallel, so you can see either of them by the side of each other on the left and the right. And no, I don't know how much more you need to see than an elbow connecting with his face. I don't think it did connect, though. I think, if anything, he flinches Jesus. to react to it. No, you, I, I don't. Paul Tierney's got a pair of your glasses, I think. <laughs> Almost uh, a, a matter of minutes after then. Actually, uh, no, we'll talk about holding in a minute. Okay. So a matter of moments after, ball comes into the box. Kulishevsky puts it onto his left. I think it's quite poor that he's allowed to get the cross in. But after that's worse. Ball comes to the back stick. I hear I hear Neville shrieking. And in that moment, I genuinely questioning what the hell's gone on. I assume there's been a handball or something. The ref could not be any faster to point to the spot. Like it's I don't know if he had a bet on for that minute or something. That that exact thing, someone leans into the other while the cross is coming in, happens ten times a game. I have never seen a penalty given for that before. Oh, oh, right. Okay, I'm re- I'm surprised you got this take on it because I, I for me it was clear someone's going to make contact with the ball and he was just not <laughs> like he he was clearly knocked out of the path. The ball's over the ball's over him. Son, as I said, one of the dirtiest cretins in the history of football. <laughs> Look, the man knows how to play a referee. He realizes he's not getting the ball. He then he gets the tiniest of nudges in his back. I don't think it's some, a tiny nudge. Some, it's a nudge. Well, he can't. He can't. It's, it's, more, it's definitely a nudge that sends him way off. off no, the it doesn't. Because, and that's the issue. Because he's jumped straight up in the air, so he's not able to generate any momentum to take him forward off the pitch. He and flings, Cedric does that for him. He flings his legs backwards. There are there are moves sold worse by the Rock. In his pocket <laughs> at WrestleMania. It is insane. The touch he gets, his legs flip back over his head. He's screaming on the floor. All your vile fans in the background are chanting and gesturing and pointing. Kane, by the way, if El Nenny did a good job of man marking Kane in the first 20 minutes, Kane's man marking job on Paul Tierney should be studied for years to come. <laughs> the amount he was in his ear, ref, you've got to give a pen for. Oh, well, if you say it, Harry. I've got to give it. Look, if, if, I, I showed I, you, if I showed you that on mute, you wouldn't know what the penalty is for. I, I, well, I would. I, would. I, I think he clearly makes contact and pushes him out of the line of the ball. I, if the referee I, doesn't give it, does VAR turn that over? Uh, yeah, it does. And I think if the same happens at the other end of the pitch and it's your players, I think it's given for sure. I send three Christmas cards a year. I send one to my mum. I send one to my nephew and niece in the one house. I send one to my nieces and now a nephew in the other house. If we got that penalty at the, at the other end last night, Paul Tierney would have been added to the list. <laughs> it, I, was, I was excited to see where that was going. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was going all sorts. You genuinely think if, that, if us at the other end, we get that call? Yeah, yeah, I, I genuinely Not think it's a think, million I, years. Look, your look, your players would have absolutely surrounded the referees. Xhaka would have been straight over to well, the let's, referees. Well, let's not, let's let's not forget the, the time we did that this season. We actually got an FA charge for surrounding the referee. <laughs> oh God! It, uh, I think Ben Davis was lucky to only get a book in early on as well. By the way. Uh, are you, what are you saying that he should have been sent off for Juan that? Saka. If, it, if, if there's an orange card, that's orange. Um, it, it's it's very close to the mark. I think if it was a little bit more towards, you the think box, if it was Granit Xhaka, then he's off for it. No, no, no. I don't think he would have been. Um, but I think if if Davis knew he had made a mistake and he needed to do something, which he did, he knew he was going to get a yellow and. That was that. I think if, if I think if Saka's a bit closer to the goal and he's clearly going to have nothing that can prevent him from having a having a go, I think it's probably going to be a sending off. But I yeah, so I, I didn't I, want to show you many replays of that, did they? I 
Uh, well, they didn't need to, did it? Because it wasn't a clear goal scoring opportunity, and a yellow card was given. But I can, uh, I would agree. I will agree, considering the way the way the way the rest of the match panned out, and how things were, and how decisive that moment could have been for Marcel. Perspective, I can definitely understand where you're coming from with being saying it's like an amber card. You know, it's if things had gone differently, if David is, if Davis had chose not to make that challenge, could have been one nil. It could have been. I wouldn't have put it past Saka to make a goal out of that. But oh, I think something should be said about the stick from your fans last night. The stick. Chanting, let the country down at Bukayo Saka. (laughs) Should maybe have a little look closer at uh, the man who was leading the line for the country and the way he ghosted in that (laughs) final. He didn't miss his penalty though, did he? (laughs) No, he he didn't pass it across to Sterling against Croatia either. I think maybe we need to have a little look closer to home. Um, (laughs) But I, I do understand if that was my player's only chance at winning a trophy, I'd probably take it a bit more personally as well. <laughs> he has got a golden boot, you know. Let's not forget. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I've been, after he uh, was willing to give his daughter up for a golden boot, that probably will help him sleep easier at night more than if he'd uh, missed a penalty in the, in the final. As we said before, that Asia trophy gets slept on too much. Um, that penalty at, at that point I was well aware the fix was in <laughs> Gary Neville last night and I can speak about this now before we even get into the rest of it it's one of the worst commentary jobs I've ever heard because it's cheerleading at that point <laughs> all night I don't have a dog in this race I don't have a dog in this race he does have a dog in that race he remembers the time he was bullied and pushed around by Arsenal teams of yesteryear. And he reverts from Gary Neville, the pundit, to Gary Neville, the little rat that used to play right back for United, getting pushed around by Robert Perez and the like. It was shameful. It was shameful. The way he was screaming for penalties, the way he was screaming for Nketiah to get a card, the way he was celebrating the goals. Let's... Let's not forget the little giggle they had in commentary when Martin Tyler said, oh, you might have to do another interview to see where Harry Kane's going to be off to in the summer. Yeah, I look, I think you've got you to gotta take it with a pinch of salt, really. Obviously, Gary... I Neville took it as gonna... if he poured a tub of salt on me. <laughs> yeah, he um, he's... Without a doubt, it's easier for him to pile on Arsenal um, because there is history there. I, I mean, we And his insecurity yes. about United this season. He's not happy... That a no, team yeah, that not, didn't spend not. on Ronaldo, Varane, Sancho. They're happy that his boys have been pushed around by little old Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. Instead, he's just cheerleading on commentary. Let's not forget against Brentford on the first game of the season, he was in the crowd doing karaoke. Yeah, it, to be fair, in the same way that we like to pile on United with how their season's gone, and it's he he's going to get comfort out of the same way that we do for that. So, hey, well, don't be on commentary then, because that's your job. Yeah, but we we've we we kind of understand, and we wouldn't ex- we would expect there to be some form of bias there from these guys who are on comms. Well, don't I'm, have I'm, him on commentary exactly in that case. Well, no, but come on, I'd rather have some direct Arsenal don't have bias on commentary. Have you and Alan Smith. He's a walking jinx. Thierry Henry, Thierry Henry, when he was on comms, was all right. When he was on the pundit Henry team. Was, Henry was getting the, those little graphics made every week of how disgusted he was at, at the Arsenal team he was watching. Yeah, but... yeah, Remembers to... of our fan base turning on him because he dares uh, speak out about members of the club. He's yeah. not the guy. Yeah, but he's... Uh, you can Yeah, but Gary Neville's spoken out against United a lot as well, so he's made his well, feelings... Don't take that. out on us. Him and Martin Tyler were just so smarmy yesterday if i could have watched it on mute i would have but i didn't have it in me i thought it was self-harm at that point (laughs) i need to feel like i need to feel the lowest i can possibly go here at that point find the italian commentary next time that's always entertaining oh i'm sure they'd have had a few words to say about conte and uh his uh (laughs) previous shenanigans (laughs) just <laughs> a match fixer the penalty though I mean there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to put the ball in the back of the net I don't think penalties are one of Ramsdale's specialties I think it's definitely something he can work on I guess he gets credited with the Bruno one whether how much you take from that I'm not too sure 
Mm. I thought he had an all right game, to be fair. Well, a lot, there was a lot of pressure on him going into the game. He's had a lot of uh, criticisms. I've tweeted about it in the week that I think some of it's been a bit unfair. Um, but he's got this pass wrong down the middle a couple of times in the last three, four <laughs> games where clearly he's, his job is to pass it and break through the press to Elneny and he's giving it straight to someone. And I just had these visions of Kane chipping it out for him as he passed to him. But I thought he probably came out with as much credit as any Arsenal player. Yeah, given the cards that he was dealt on the day, um, as much as I would love to pile on him, um, I thought he was one of the more composed Arsenal players on the pitch. I mean, even after the second goes in, after the first, he's like the he's the guy who's looking like shouting to the team like, "Keep your cool heads." We're still let's, in this. Let's do the red card. <clears throat> yeah, go on. Um, so I mentioned Rob Holden earlier, and I thought it was out of character for him. I think what will be pointed at are some of his most famous moments in the Arsenal shirt. One clearly more significant than the other is the FA Cup final where against Diego Costa, where there's the clip of him kind of tapping his temple to Costa. When if you go back and watch the game, Costa was really trying it with the whole back line that day. Oh Um, yeah, as he does. There's a big difference between picking a battle with a big burly striker who you, who you're really battling physically and picking a battle with a very slight, very technical forward winger who isn't trying to go through you. He's trying to go around you. And a physical battle really is the main thing Sun wants because the speed at which he chucks himself to the deck, if you can give him an opportunity to do so, (laughs) he's going to take it. Now, replays have softened my stance here because at first, on the first replays I got, I was really questioning why he'd been sent off. I thought it was one of those where he's trying to sand his ground and he's almost trying to front himself up almost and Suns ran into it. And I thought, I still think Suns made more of a meal of it, to be honest. Um, But I don't think there's very many complaints. No, there there isn't. And look, you don't think Suns made a meal of it? No, no, no. I, I think he, he's, he's, It is unfortunately that is what players do. I don't think he did anything. Oh, Rob Holding um, didn't do it. He, I don't think. No, no, no. That's not. That's no, no, just no, not no. just what let's players go, do. Because Rob Holding had the opportunity, and he didn't do it. Let's let's not go back to that. But what I'm trying to say is, I don't think Sun did anything out of character with what we see in the game now nowadays. Oh, here. I mean, some players are honest. Some players are dishonest. <laughs> Come on. It so happens that you've got oh. some of the most dishonest players in the game. No, look, I understand you're in pain, but come on, come on. We could anyway. have won 4-0 last night and I'd have the same opinion of Sun. My opinion <laughs> of Sun is so much that I think if there was a moment where Holding went to turn his body and run in the other direction and his body happened to twist, I'm not ruling out Sun moving his head into Rob Holding's forearm slash elbow. Christ's sake. <laughs> I don't think that's out of character for him. No, no, absolutely not. Look, the man is a shady character. One little <laughs> look at his Wikipedia will tell you he's a man that can't be trusted. Uh, you wouldn't want him on the front lines with you. Would are, you done? are you done? You got any more angles? Or <laughs> You missed my punchline. Um <laughs> I did. No, I, I, I think <laughs> now, the stat I was going to give for Rob Holding and it being out of character somewhat and what makes me think it was a poorly devised plan, to be honest with you. Um, his four fouls in within 33 minutes, they're all on Sun, all four of them. And it's the most fouls he's ever committed in a professional game. So that fire, tells one. Start again. Fire me that start again. So he committed four fouls all on Sun. He's never yeah. committed four fouls in one professional game before across yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah. So that tells you for one. Now, I don't think Sun went into the game specifically saying, I'm getting at Rob Holding. No, definitely but not. But I think fairly early on when Rob Holding, and he probably could have been booked for the first tackle on Sun, to be fair. I think. From that point, Sun's clearly said, well, look, if you're going to gift me 
a booking on yourself within the first 10 minutes. Who am I to say no? And even his run that ultimately he gets the elbow, it's one of those runs where it's not so much I'm going to get on the end of this ball and score. It's I'm going to make you commit here. And the best case scenario is you take me down. And it's what a clever striker does in that situation. Um, And ultimately, by the end of it, he's played holding like a fiddle, which is one of the harder things to get by on the night because it's like, it's just so avoidable. Mm. I don't think you can go into a game with the belief that you're going to completely shut down Sun and Kane. I think in the first game of the season when we played you under Nuno, it was far better where it was. Obviously, Um, we're going to get on the ball, but we're going to close you down to such an extent where we're going to make the other players beat us rather than we're just going to wipe you out. And they they clearly tried to just shut Sun down there, maybe push him across the pitch somewhere he was less comfortable with. But if, if, if me or you were devising the game plan for this and you had the players there available to you, you, you can't tell me 10th on your list of priorities is going to be, I'm going to stick Rob Holding to meet Sun on the halfway line. No. No. Definitely not previous weeks i mean i've called it the cheat code when you bring him on in the in the five because of his penalty box defending he, if if you can call him one of the most reliable for arsenal in the penalty box his reliability for arsenal outside of the box would probably be at least the the third out of gabriel white and holding so it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me when you couple that with Tommy Asu playing on the left rather than the right. Now, ultimately, I don't know how much it's changed, but Tommy Asu did such a good job with Sun when we played you first time around. And I think he's our best pure defender we've got. I think Brad may have said yesterday, Tommy Asu is essentially what United fans say Wan-Bissaka is. In, yeah. in you're, you're a purely defensive fullback and we'll take what we can at the other end of the pitch. Mm. So I, I, yeah. I just don't understand the thinking here. It, it was almost, whether it's overthought or it's underthought, it just clearly didn't work. And I wonder how much Arteta is kicking himself about this after. Yeah. Oh, well, he is going to be kicking himself for sure. You look, uh, when Tavares was brought off against Forrest and he was brought off against... Can't think who else it was where he was brought off at halftime. Um he didn't have a worse performance that night than Rob Holding had last night. No. Well, I imagine every Spurs fan was licking their lips after 10 minutes in the same way that every Arsenal fan thought, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I Just to circle back around to sort of you making the point about, like, there isn't a way in which you can take Son and Kane's effectiveness out of the match completely, you know, more and more, I, I just do not understand why you didn't play to a more defensive style and being as aggressive as you were. Because I, I think in that situation where it really shows where we, we miss creativity, we, we miss create as, as good as Kane has been from a chance creation point of view, it's, it's a certain style of chance creation. There's nothing I think that could have opened up your back line um, if you'd sat in with you what we think, had in our locker. I, I just think, don't. Um, the reaction when holding sent off shows why we didn't play any differently. Because yes, you think if, yeah. if Ben White has any level of fitness, you're bringing him on at that point. The fact yeah, that Brandon Jacker sure. goes to left back clearly shows to me that they didn't think that Ben White was worth the risk in that scenario. So. Yeah, Otherwise, like, no, there may have been. I think we we should have set up like we did against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like for sure, you lose a centre back um, at particularly in that sort of stage of the game. You you replace them straight away. That that tends and to be what we're given is a new adapt. The second so it goal, makes sure, yeah, comes from yeah. you've got Eddie and Ketia marking Harry Kane on a set piece. Like everyone steps up ultimately, and Enketia yeah. doesn't. I can't imagine that planning for the game Enketia is marking yeah. Harry Kane. I can't imagine Enketia is on the back post, to be honest with you. Smallest yeah. bloke thing, on the field. One thing that uh, Gary Neville made the comment that um, after the goal went in, um, that you had like 
some of the smallest effect like like you're not a big team so you're not going to be able to defend corners very well but well, i'm pretty sure you've got the second best defensive record from corners this season i'm we pretty ha- we sure we had the best up, up until saturday uh, sunday we'd not conceded a goal from any set piece all season yeah yeah and then so we conceded yeah. the exact same goal actually against leeds where the ball's whipped across, someone knocks it on and it's at the back post. It's a fairly simple mm. goal in the end. And even then, I think they clearly worked on it because everyone else steps up. Just in Ketia doesn't in time. Yeah. And you have a slight mo- slight bit in the moment where you're like, is he offside? And then the replay put a dampener to that pretty quickly. And yeah. at that point, it was like, okay, this could get very rough now. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I was going to say, we then go into half-time. I don't know what was said at half-time. I don't know how... I don't really think you can put much on Arteta for the third goal, but the fact it does come within a minute, at that point, I was... I was scared for my life. It was like, this could get very nasty now. But it didn't. It didn't, really. It didn't. But at that moment, it was like, Jesus, this could be... Because Son, within the next five minutes, has the one-across goal that he puts over the bar. Yeah. I actually yeah. won a bet on last night's game, which I really didn't feel good about. What was your bet? Go on, share. Holding to be booked. <laughs> Done to score. Okay. Yeah. So earlier in the season, any time Arsenal go behind since about... Every time Arsenal take the lead since about Christmas, I back the other team and I back on my poor fortune being enough to steer the result the right way. <laughs> How um, much does that cost you? <laughs> uh, too much. Uh, it just so happens that on Sunday, I backed um, Enketia to score and Luke Hayling to be booked. Now, Enketia scored and Luke Hayling was sent off. So I don't know if I should have read into that myself in the guy I picked to score and the guy I picked to be booked. The one scores, the one gets sent off. I don't know if I can completely blame myself, but I don't think I helped. Yeah, keep working on that formula. You'll find what you need to eventually. Well, I was working for a while. <laughs> um, I've seen some Arsenal fans, and I do think it's uh, a clutching at straws moment, perhaps saying there's a foul on Gabriel for the third goal. I think it's probably six of one, and I think he should just be stronger, really. I think Elneny actually kind of blocks him off in that moment. Mm. Um it, yeah, it, it could have been any scoreline at that point because the last 10 minutes of the first half and then the start of this half, it was about as ragged as you can be. Yeah. You still had a couple of decent chances, though. Well, that, and you tested Lorita a few times. Sickener was that at that point, when Tavares comes on, it's like... Okay, we've had some chances here at 10 versus 11. If we could have stayed in the game just within one goal at 11 versus 11, I'm not saying we would have got something, but you'd certainly have got nervier as the game went on and we'd probably have got some more kind of uh, belief in our side as the tie Mm. goes on. Um, But that third goal ultimately says... All right, Spurs, you don't need to bother coming in our half if you don't need to anymore. And uh, we've said at that point that as much as we'd like something from this game, I think you can see with the changes, they're like, look, we're not risking Ben White here. We're probably going to need him for Monday. And then it gets worse as uh, Gabriel goes off injured. That didn't come... Did it just go? It didn't come from any... um, It didn't come from a leap or any contact. No, no, the camera was on something else. And the next thing they pan to in Gabriel's on the floor holding the back of his leg. And it's like, look, when it's not your day, it's not your day. It was very similar to the Palace game, if you recall. So we've clearly lost the game. Uh, Tierney's got injured pre-game and is out for the season. And then Partey goes off at 2-0 down. And it's like, oh, this doesn't look like a good one here. And so it's about as bad as it can be. And then on top of that, you've got Rob Holding suspension. Yeah. I it it's just you're gonna have to just like expect and wait for the um the takes from the pundits about oh that's that's what's if we if it does fall in our favour and we do qualify for Champions League by results in the next two matches, you can you 
it's going to be the January transfer talk, isn't it? In terms even, of, well, yeah, there you go. Some of that, it's like the positions, really, there was no cries from anyone to sign a backup left-back in Definitely January. Not, no. Um no. The midfielder won absolutely. Was there much of a cry to sign another centre-back? No, no, but there, there was a slight kind of question where when Callum Chambers was let go, the Pablo Mari one, I think we were all kind of like, this guy's awful. We don't yeah. need him around. The Chambers one was like, okay, this is a bit weird because we've let him go for free. He was going to go at the end of the season anyway. Isn't it worth keeping this guy around? He can cover right back as well. We perhaps wouldn't need to be seeing Cedric here. Mm. That That's the baffling one for me, unless they can tell me, and I don't think he's the kind of character that he just checked out and he was like, look, get me out of here. I don't mm. sense that to be the case. Um, so, I mean, Monday's defence, unless he has some kind of Jesus-like recovery, <laughs> it's looking that, like uh, uh, Cedric it, Tavares the... at fullback with Ben White and Tommy Asu at centre-back, and we've got Ben White, who's got a tight hamstring, and we've got Tommy Asu, who's got a recurring calf injury. I mean, what can go wrong? Yeah. I mean, maybe some of that... Uh... That uh, uh, what was it we had in the Champions League pre-Champions League final with um, oh, I've got his name. Uh, his name's gone from my head now. Um, uh, Ex Chelsea striker ch- changed from Brazilian to Spanish nationality. You Marta. know about? Huh? No, uh, Diego Costa. Diego Costa. Yeah, when he was injured pre-Champions League final between Atletico and Real Madrid, and he was trying to desperately get him to make that starting lineup. He lasted ten minutes in the end, but they did some sort of like goat blood ritual thing on him. Maybe he needs some of that magic. Not that it worked for him, but you never know. No, no. I mean, pretty much all of the main talking points from the game were in that first half. I do want to say, regardless of what you're going to tell me, Paul Tierney was horrendous last night. Now, I've seen fans online say, well, I don't know what the stick's for. He got all the big decisions right. The penalty is never a penalty. Uh, you can show me that a hundred times. Loops, and I think, loops. Oh, I'm just going through the, the, the decisions. I think if that happens a hundred times, I don't even think it's one out of a hundred in most cases that get given as a penalty. The free kick that leads to the corner for your second goal, Saka's fouled and it's a free kick that goes your way. It's baffling and it's right in front of Paul Tierney. Hoiberg stands down Saka's Achilles. Saka goes down and he rules it to be against Saka in that situation. Mm. Even more of a sickening of it, Tommy Asu doesn't need to head it out, but he's doing the kind of defender first instinct. It's, I don't know what, what the FA were doing in putting this guy in charge. All I need to do is show you one decision he makes in the Tottenham Liverpool game when Harry Kane has every stud showing on Andy Robertson's shin <laughs> and he, and he's not off. And then, what, half an hour later, he sends Andy Robertson off for a, for a shoulder barge that was a bit nasty? Yeah, but Kane's not that, Kane's not that player, Luke. You know the, kind, that. the challenge that uh, ultimately Rob Holding gets sent off for, Harry Kane put in a worse one than that on Gabriel in the, North London, the last North London derby we had without fans where he just goes right shoulder across his face. And it wasn't even a foul. A real issue for me is, for as long as I can remember, since the Wenger days, I've had to put up with here an Arsenal called soft for having their legs broken, by the way. The second Arsenal try to act in any other way, they're punished beyond the realms of how everyone else is punished. They're left with no... It's it's either play soft or play with ten men. What the hell are you supposed to do? Mm. They did a great job last night, Sky, in billing it as a cup final. I mean, you, you wouldn't believe that Arsenal are still fourth today. Whether you, whether <laughs> they go on to get it or not, last night was sold as a winner takes all game. Yeah, yeah. No, I. I um... told you about the two on the two on commentary. If if you told me that Sky had sacked them both today. I'd say fair play to you. Uh, I appreciate what you've done for the good of football because those two together, Martin Tyler's a piece of work as it is. And Gary Neville, I think that's too much of a nice way to describe him. Well, he's already um, came out with an article saying that he's got money. He put money on. uh, Yeah, he said he had a pound. Look, 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, pound, I'd chuck it at his head. I think I think it's as much as the the conversation can be had about I don't think Arsenal drop points in the last two games. I think you you just get it over the line. I I'm I'm more concerned about like God don't if we somehow if we if we if we, if we some, if, no, if we somehow if we somehow get over the line and get that Champions League spot, I how this season has gone for us, I, I am scratching my head. Do you know, do you remember at the start of the season when you were baffled as how we to like how we were where we were in the table and you were like baffled? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that that's how I feel about this season what? still. It's like what how how is this even how have we even done this? How are we even the top four? And I know it's pure it's gonna be down to, you know, West Ham eventually losing some steam and dropping out of the top four. United just doing what United do at the moment and you know, Arsenal unexpectedly being where they are. It's um, going to be down but, to whether we can get 11 players on the pitch by the end of it, because if Tommy yeah, Asu doesn't get injured at Christmas, and if Party, oh, I'm a little upset about Party, the better. Uh, if, if he stays fit, oh, I mean, we've probably secured top four by now. There's there's yeah. too many games, and you could do the same for Spurs, but as an Arsenal fan, it, like the game's immediately into, head, into my head. Losing at Everton, the three in a row we've just lost to Brighton, Palace, and Southampton. Even if you take the what if you take one win out of those three, when it should have been against Southampton, drawing with Burnley at home, it's like for God's sake. If you told me before the start of the season, I'll give you, I'll offer you now. Last two games, you've got to beat 14th and 16th to get fourth place. I'd have bitten your hand off, but. Oh. I don't, to get they, to get to get fifth place, to get that. fourth place. If if we yeah. win both our games, we get fourth place. Yeah, I know, I know that. Yeah, yeah. So if if you told me beforehand you've got to beat these two teams to get fourth, I'd have taken it. But it's just never easy with us. Um, it, it, I'm sure, it, we'll go it, behind in one of them, and it's gonna. Well, it could be over after Newcastle, I suppose. But yeah, it's it's really. I will tell you what it. The weight on um, Arteta's shoulders. So, say if we win on Sunday, the weight on Arteta's shoulders going into that Monday game. He has got to. He has got to show his pedigree as a manager there to get that team composed, get them firing, and get the best tactically out of the squad that he's got. He's probably he's he has made it difficult for himself after the North London derby. Well, let's he talk really about does. both of their both of their comments post game. Yeah. So. Arteta comes out and he says, look, if I tell you what I want to say, I'm going to be banned for six months. So six months is such a wild term to you because I've, as I've seen pointed out on Twitter, you don't get a six-month ban for racism. I don't know what the hell he was going to say about Paul Tierney, but it was going to be bad. <laughs> uh, then he says, look, I'm, I'm so proud of my players. I think you should get the referee here, ask him to, ask him to explain his decisions. I've seen a lot of uproar about this. I, I said the same with some of Klopp's interviews and I've said the same with Pep's interviews. I don't know why people take them as seriously as they do. Yeah. I, I'm not, it's not an original point by me to, to say, but it's essentially PR, isn't it? Like they're, what the manager says in the dressing room and what the manager says in front of the TV cameras is almost always going to be different. You very rarely get a Tim Sherwood after Chelsea moment. No. No, and the rare. fact that we point to those kind of incidents show you how rare it is. When you've got yeah. two games left to play for, it's still in your hands. He's never going to go into that interview and say, well, I didn't think we were very good. I thought Rob Olden lost his head. Uh, I didn't think the boys reacted too well to losing, uh, to conceding the first goal. I thought Cedric, uh, as much as I don't think it's a penalty, I think if Cedric it perhaps makes a clearer attempt to play the ball, the referee has more of a decision to make. Rob Holding could have held his face and got that vile, vile winger they've got sent off. He's never going to say all of those things. So what he has done is probably what I would imagine Klopp to do. It's what I'd imagine Guardiola to do. You've just got to do the siege mentality thing and try and get everyone pumped up for Monday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think... Maybe if he went to that, went in that direction a bit more in the interview, steered it more, he would have come out a little bit better. He just he's going to leave himself vulnerable to the stick via. I don't think know. he cares too much, to be honest. No, 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 and he shouldn't, and he shouldn't care. It's just is what it is. Like you said, any manager goes into that position, they're going to get you know, they're going to 
I mean, you know, people forget you, you'd expect him to be pissed off. Like, you know, I'm not surprised the takes that you've got over the decisions in the match. I'm not surprised at all. I'd be no, surprised. Very if logical decisions. I, <laughs> okay. Um, but I'd be surprised if you didn't have those takes. So for your, your own manager to sort of, at least it shows that sort of he's emotionally involved in the, in the, in the club, you know, from that perspective, well, I mean, you know, it is going to go one or two ways is either going to just sort of not really answer at all and just mumble and just, or he's going to sort of just, well, I, I mean, I've, I, Mourinho's done exactly, I'm pretty sure I've seen a Mourinho interview, which you could have taken shot for shot out of that. You know, yeah. the infamous, oh. if I speak, I'm in trouble. It's just because it's Mourinho, it's a bit more stylish. I'll tell you someone who should be ashamed of their interview last night, and that's Antonio Conte. Fuck me. Oh, I don't think right. I've... Look, for a start, he's clearly gone in. He's been very patronising to Arteta. He's trying to do that. <laughs> I'm the big man. He's, he's, well, he's only six months into management, blah, blah, blah. He said, I've heard him moan a lot since he came in. The absolute cheek of this bloke. <laughs> He's been in the job yeah. six months, and all we've heard him do is moan about the fact he's having to manage Spurs, the fact he's not competing for a title, <laughs> the fact that you got rid of Deli Ali in January. I mean, he somehow made that into a sob story. The bloke is pathetic with his horse hair on his head, with his match fixing resume that he's got. I, I think he's got. I think he all he. I think all he's done in that interview is try to do what he's exactly achieved here, which is just get under the skin of Arsenal. Do you want to fire? Do you want to fire them up more than? More than they would have been already. Yeah, no, it's it's firing them up in a way in which they'll get to make mistakes. Praise so your own team. I mean, the cheek to complain about moaning is just. I mean, the cheek to complain about lying. Uh, I mean, he, he lied in January. I don't want to say it again, Mister Match Fixer. Only one per- only one person's had a ten month ban for match fixing, and it's not Mikel Arteta. <laughs> Uh, he's got under your skin. He's he's done exactly what he wanted to do. I think he, he's well, just I didn't like him at Chelsea. I I would have liked him slightly less than he was at Chelsea if he was at United. And I like him least of all when he's at Spurs. I think he fits perfectly in, in with the uh, some of these words. I just don't really want to have attributed to my name if I use them. Uh, <laughs> the sheer vile nature of the likes of Kane. Son, Larice. I mean, he was he only uh, one quiet road away from being an Alonso himself. All right. Okay. I mean, I don't see how you call captain. You can have a drink driver as your captain, but there <laughs> we go. I think there's a difference between the class and all, and uh, Spurs. <laughs> yeah, it was a is a real classy performance by your lot. Last night, really. Oh, look, do you do you think Arsenal approached the game the same way in their promos? If uh, if Spurs had pulled out of a fixture, <laughs> uh, whenever yeah. anyone pulled out against us, Arsenal put out a statement saying we hope you get better soon. Mm, yeah, I, I think uh, I think you you take a similar sort of stance, and your fan base certainly do. I don't believe so. Uh, as I said, <laughs> come Arsenal. on. Come no. all, right. Um, all right. So it all comes down to these games now. Um, Paul Tierney gutted. I'm sure that he's not on my Christmas card list, but I'm sure it's probably nicer being on uh, Harry Kane's. I think he's going to be on a different card list from you, isn't he? I'm not, I'm not quite in Harper territory. Um, <laughs> and just to make things worse, our next fixture being on a Monday night means we've got that bastard Gary Neville commentating it again. So I'm sure. He'll have his Newcastle scarf on. Uh, He'll be ready to uh, say, come on, the Maggies. He might have a Saudi flag over his shoulders. I'm not too sure. But I think you're... I don't want to see that bloke around it. We, we... I think you get it over the line. If, if no, you... I've, I've kind I'm of... The worst... more... I'm more worried about... Uh, like if you If you win on Monday... It's done for me. It's done. Like there's no way you lose that last game of the season. Please, there, there isn't. There isn't. There is no way. I think Everton are safe by the final game of the season, and I, I just, I just don't see you losing it on the last game. I, I just don't. I think you, 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 you comfortably beat Everton. Um, I mean, you just, we've, 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 not, we've, 
we've not beaten a side comfortably this year. So I don't know where this, these comfortable wins are coming from. But, I mean, we're going to be here for a while if it's just the two of us saying we aren't going to win our games. Um, well, when you say this year, are you talking about just this calendar year? Are you talking about the this, season? This, this calendar year, we've won one game by a two-goal margin. Fair enough, fair enough. I was going to say. I'm... Two games, actually. United and uh, Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anybody can steamroll United these days. There we go. I don't really feel like I'm any further forward. I don't really feel like I feel any better than I did I feel an hour ago. I just want to I... say sons of bastard, Gary Neville's a bastard, Harry Kane, I... vile. I had to come on. I had to come on to give you something to channel channel the bad. It didn't really, it didn't really work. So <laughs> it just means bastard. <laughs> I have to do this again on Monday. So uh, yeah. we'll see how we go. So. Thank you to those that have listened. Uh, we will be back Monday. Um, Alex's behaviour probably determines whether he will be. Uh, <laughs> so tune in then to, to find out. And uh, look, we'll see how the weekend goes. Adios. <laughs>